Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 256 with our review of Runner Runner. I'm Christopher Schneezy. I'm Carson Badrick. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, Carson Patrick and I are going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. Uh, so yeah, this week we are getting our gambling on, and we're heading down to <laughs> Costa Rica or wherever it was, and we are going to get ourselves in way over our head and put ourselves between some bad people and some bad government officials. <laughs> I mean, like one does when you go to uh, Costa Rica... Yeah, I mean, Carson and my tuition was so expensive this year that we had to resort to online gambling to try to win it, and some things went wrong, and we had to go try to uh, get our money back by any means necessary. Well, dude, those wind ratios were way off, so somebody was cheating. Totally. I mean, I, I just I don't, I don't know what to do. I, I just have to go to... <laughs> I'm going to have to go to the man <laughs> in person who I'm, created this game. I'm going to have to hop onto a plane... And fly to a country I've never been to where they mm. speak a language that I don't know. I don't even speak, yeah. And, and and try to get that stuff back. I mean, yeah. It seems like a sound plan. Yeah, I mean, are, are you a big gambling man in all seriousness, uh, Carson? I, okay, I'll tell you a funny story. <laughs> I had, I've never gambled before up until uh, this past uh, summer, um, this past Labor Day, I went to... Uh, the morongo casino okay because my buddy was in town and so like we all went because we were like all right let's go to the casino and um that was like the first time i'd ever been like in a casino like there to gamble like usually i'm just like walking through it because i was you know being drug along by a, a parental unit or something like, <laughs> you know children can't stay in the casino yeah um but yeah, that was the first time I ever like sat down and like gambled anything. And like when you went to Morongo, like when you signed up, they gave you like a little card and they gave you like $10 worth of credits on it just for signing up. Okay. So like I was just using my $10 worth of credits and I went I like the first slot machine I sat down on, like put my card in and I just started hitting buttons and like <laughs> it it was like ding ding ding. And then it was one of those ones where, like, it had the screen above it, yeah. like, above the, the the slot. So, like, I hit, like, a an amount or whatever, and then it said, like, you know, all these, like, icons came up, and it was, like, press as many as you can. And there was this dude sitting next to me who was, like, laughing at my, uh, you know, noobness to this whole yeah. thing. So he was just like, oh, yeah, he's like, you got you to gotta press those. So he, like, he was, like, trying to – he was giving me little tips. And then I – did that for like two or three times and then i i guess i hit like a a good one because <laughs> i sat there and just watched the money just keep going up 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 and i was like is this thing gonna stop and the guy was like oh yeah he's like you got a good one and i was like i and he's like i've never done this before and i ended up with like 140 bucks nice and i literally was just like oh i'm done yep cash out go home because <laughs> i i'd used all my uh ten dollars worth of free credit so i was just like yep i'm done i'm not gonna spend any of my own money yeah it's so not... I, gam- I gambled with the morongo money but i still ended up uh taking some money home so it was it was kind of cool yeah, it's, it's never good to uh, do well your first attempt at gambling because that just teaches you that that's the norm, which is, it is right, not. Right, exactly. And that's like what you see, you know, in movies like this where you're going to take out 17 grand. I'm going to gamble my tuition and you think you're going to win big and you don't. And that was just like, yeah, 
because I easily could have put in like another ten twenty dollars. Yeah, and been like, all right, I'll duplicate this, and probably would have lost. So, yeah, I, I'm I am a fan of some games that involve gambling, but I'm more a fan of the game itself, not necessarily the gambling aspect of it. Especially when it comes to like all the new digital slots, where a you have no idea what's going on on the screen, and b it, it you're just like clicking a button, max bet over and over and over until your money is either empty or you hit something. Uh, I, I'm more a fan of games like roulette, uh, which you're doing a lot more and you're kind of like interacting and you're winning like constantly and losing constantly at the same time. And you kind of get to play for a little while and actually have fun. Like you're doing something, uh, those kind of games are, are fun, but you know, I usually blow a lot of money anytime I approach a roulette table. So I'm very, <laughs> I'm very, uh, like, hesitant anytime i walk into a casino because it is really fun to play those kind of games and i thankfully don't do it that basically if i'm at a point where i'm like sure i can lose a couple hundred bucks and i won't care then i'll get walk into a casino and i'll play some roulette but usually when i'm like eh, i don't really want to walk away in the hole more than like a hundred dollars then i just will stay away like i was just in vegas for my birthday and uh I played a few slot machines just for, just for fun, and basically my my rule of thumb was, uh, if it's an IP that I recognize, like I played uh, played Plants vs Zombies, I played some really whack Star Wars one, and then I played some other show related one, uh, and I just played three slots, and then besides that, we just went to shows, walked around, ate, and uh, you know cruised around and did some of the sightseeing related stuff, but. Yeah, I'm not. I'm thankfully I'm not in gambling the way that most of the people are in this film because it's definitely not a good place to be. Yeah, I mean you don't want to walk into a casino with your entire life savings and just be like, I'm putting it all on black or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's never good, and it's also never good when like in my scenario where I won like 140 dollars and then all my other friends won absolutely nothing. So then they're all pissed because they're just like, well, I wanted to win something. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and then yeah. they ended up they ended up spending like some of their actual money in addition to like the free money they got and then still ended up losing. So it was like an extra blow to the face. And I was just like, I don't know. Like I wasn't expecting to win anything. And I, it's just I guess it's all, you know, like they say, it's like half of its luck. So. Oh yeah, I mean it's 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 all of its luck. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean you just you don't know what you're what's gonna happen ever. Like the people who are smart play play games like blackjack and things where they have sort of more of a, or or if you're playing poker against other players where you have more of a chance to be winning based on your knowledge of the game and and an actual legitimate skill set. There's still luck involved, but you there's strategy behind it and stuff. Playing things where there's no strategy, you're just a hundred percent based on luck. Uh, are, isn't always the smartest play and i mean roulette is all based on luck there's not really a skill involved there uh but that that game's just fun so i i yeah I can't fault myself for that but anyways we're here to talk about uh, some people who you know who are willing to spend a lot of their money say like look at their bank account balance and <laughs> enter that exact amount into Take an online gambling out. rule <laughs> so uh i i would never yeah that's a little too uh, risky for me, for my taste. Yeah, especially when you're three table in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I but you can definitely get a sense of like how it can become so addicting. Oh yeah, yeah, like for the sure. people that just get wrapped up into it and they're just you know, 
spending more money than they can win. Yeah, and there, there, there there's a thrill behind it. So, I mean, we'll, we'll get into this more in the episode, but there's there's definitely an addiction process that takes place when you get stuck in this gambling world. But, um, but yeah. Anyways, uh, what do you say, Carson? We just get this review started. All right. All right, we're going to take a listen to the trailer and then uh, let you know what we thought of this film. Everyone gambles. If you're risking something, you're gambling. And if you're gambling, block some guy you want to see. Welcome aboard. <laughs> we have the greatest business model in the world. 700,000 players. We're doing $9 million a day. Yeah, for it? What do you think? All things are possible. Pretty much. People of this country would love to haul an American in as the face of corruption. This whole thing's a trap. He's looking to hang things on you. We're not going to go to the FBI. I have your father. I own you now. Well, you can't go home. Not at the fun starting. Oh, my God. If your boss says you got to go out there and take a beating, take it and say, do you need me to do it again? <laughs> Justin Timberlake, Gemma Arterton, and Ben Affleck. I'll figure a way to get us out of this. Good luck. Runner Runner, inspired by true events. Okay, so that was the trailer for Runner Runner. Uh, as we've been sort of talking about this whole intro to the podcast, uh, it is basically about a, a college student who, uh, you know, he has a lot of tuition due, and he's been making what little money he has by uh, being a rep for this online gambling company, and he kind of gets people sign on, and he makes a little commission against everybody who who uh, participates in the site. And, uh, you know, he's, you know, the school doesn't like him doing this sort of thing, promoting gambling on campus where it is, uh, you know, it's not a proper thing to be doing. So he has to figure out how to make his own tuition uh, without promoting gambling and decides he's just going to gamble away everything he has to try to make the 60 grand tuition that is due uh, by, or I guess he only needs like 20 grand at the end of that week or whatever, but it's like 60, yeah, 60 yeah. grand by the end of the year. Anyways, he, uh, he was, he was paying it off in like chunks, I guess. Yeah. So he's doing, he's doing pretty well. And then suddenly things start to go bad. You know, just when everybody at the party starts hanging out around him, like cheering him on, <laughs> everything goes super South. And basically he loses, uh, I think it's like 17 grand or something like that is what he puts into the system. Yeah. 17 uh, grand. And he just feels that like, you know, some, some players are really good and you can see when you're being beat by a good person but when you're being beat by a bad person maybe that means something's wrong and he you know does a little digging in gets some computer people that he knows at this company and uh views all these scores that he was playing and he realizes that you know all these people are way outside the normal win ratios and that something bad has been happening and he decides that he has to hop on a plane down to another country and find the guy who runs this gambling thing and show him that hey i was cheated on your site i have proof uh, we need to rectify this situation. And yeah. from then on, he gets sort of sucked into this underbelly of online gambling and uh, decides that maybe it's not everything is cracked up to be and all the money flowing in maybe isn't the best situation for him because, you know, the FBI is really pissed and they're grabbing him. They're trying to do all this stuff. I know I'm saying a lot about this movie, but this is all in the trailer. I'm not being I too I mean, spoilery. he really should have just invented Napster and called it a day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that would have been a lot easier than, like, going down to Costa Rica and, like, you know, dodging the, the, the feds and getting caught up in criminal underworld activities. Though, I mean, if, if the MPAA had their way about it, uh, being a pirate 
of that sort. You know, not yes. Captain Phillips style, but a right. pirate of the Napster Different style. Different piracy, yeah. Um, that's just as bad as going around shooting people. I mean, they want to lock you up just as much, but whatever. That's not. <laughs> that's neither here nor this there. This movie is rated R for piracy. <laughs> exactly. But anyways, so let's just go ahead and jump into this review. Carson, what did you think of this film? Um... Well, I was kind of excited for it just from like a like kind of like a goofy standpoint. Like, I mean, the trailer wasn't anything worthwhile. It just looked like it would be a fun time. Ben Affleck playing a villain, like threatening people with crocodiles <laughs> and like <laughs> just like just like the whole like idea like uh Jean Ralphio from Parks and Recreation was like, you know, you're going to a different country. The language you don't even speak. It's just like, yeah, like I feel like I've seen this movie like twenty times before, but it, it really did, and it was exactly how uh, I thought it would be in terms of like the movie looked exactly like some like it had been sitting on the shelf since like nineteen ninety eight or something. <laughs> like it really did feel like it was lost in the, in some kind of shuffle, but um. I mean, I'll I'll give it this. It was better than Paranoia, which was the other uh, kind of like techno criminal underworld thriller this year. Um, this was this was much better than that. But like, honestly, like once the movie's over, you like kind of forget about it. Like it's it's nothing. Really, nothing happens in the movie. Like nothing really escalates. Uh, you keep waiting for it to take off, and it never really does, uh, which is kind of weird. Like it's, you know, obviously. Hey, it, hey don't! It, it takes off right at the end with El Capitan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last five seconds of the movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's going off to another country, and that's where that's where he'll invent Napster. Um, yeah, but like it never really, because it's being billed as a thriller. And uh, obviously the trailer plays it up as going to be this, like, tense game between Justin Timberlake and Ben Affleck, you know, once he's, like, trying to get out of this world because he's like, oh, it's bad, blah, blah, Um, I mean, because, like, the idea behind, you know, the, the world of gambling and online gambling, like, is, I mean, that's an inherently interesting subject. And obviously, this was from the guys who wrote rounders which was also about gambling which was a really great movie um and this movie does not have that same kind of uh energy really like i i I don't know like like i said it just never really took off like i i really liked uh ben affleck in his role like anytime he was on the screen i was you know very much uh engaged with what was going on but um like all in all, it's not a terrible movie. It's just kind of like there. I mean, if you were to watch it on like a Sunday afternoon, you know, Netflix or whatever, uh, I think it would be totally fine. Like you'd be totally content watching it. Like I don't think it's something that, you know, if you saw in the theater, it you know, if you missed it in the theater, it wouldn't be, you know, you wouldn't be missing much. And uh it's almost like if you paid full price for this, it's almost like you'd kind of feel cheated in a way. But 
I mean, like, I was never bored watching it. Like, there was nothing that, like, made me think, like, oh, this is just so terrible. It just never, like, I felt like it just had the potential to be a lot better. Yeah. And, uh, like, like I said, anytime Affleck is on screen, things do get better because he is, like, the best character in the film. Like, he's the best written and, like, the most interesting character. Um, so, like, anytime he gets screen time, yeah, things do get a little more lively. But again, it's like you're just sitting there the whole time, like, waiting for it to take off, and it never does. Yeah, I think the main problem with this film is just that there's there's no real substance behind the events that are taking place. Like, you don't get to understand why... Like, the film doesn't do any job at all of explaining why online gambling is bad. They try, during the course of the film, to explain how possibly uh, Ben Affleck's character is a bad guy. But the problem is, like, he, he has escaped to a foreign country to run this business but there's not really a good explanation of why that business can't be run in the united states from a criminal standpoint like sure maybe there's like tax evasion or maybe there's maybe there's a bunch of different things that are taking place to where he could be in the company as a whole could be prosecuted or or something some sort of legal case can be made against the company but not in the sense of like fbi most wanted list or anything like that it's just like it's just a company that the government might step in and try to control or tax or regulate or, or do something like there's not a big enough reason for him to escape. So once he's in these countries, it doesn't really make a lot of sense why he has to pay off all these officials. Um, it, it, it seems like it seems like all the criminal activity that he's in trouble for is stuff that he did on his own without any really job wise necessity like sure he's in another country spending a crap ton of money and hooking up with a bunch of girls and throwing big extravagant parties but none of that really relates to any criminal enterprise like literally there is a deus ex machina usb flash drive that gets delivered (laughs) towards the end of this film that it that is really the only prosecutable offense i'm not even sure if that's a a real word prosecutable um is the like the only thing that is happening in this film is this new piece of evidence that arrives at the end of the film like up until that point i mean if you don't count like scaring people with crocodiles but he's only scaring people with crocodiles because he's at some point in time started paying people which he did for seemingly no reason like there's never an explanation of why like if some rich guy came into your like if you ran some place in you know south south of the united states and uh anywhere and all of a sudden this rich guy came in and started throwing a bunch of big parties like what are you going to do to him if he's not like literally selling drugs to like people in your town you're not going to immediately think like oh this guy must be a bad guy and not just some rich billionaire like there's nothing explained in the film for why suddenly he is this super bad guy other than the fact that like online gambling has moved offshore from the united states like you know what i mean yeah i mean there's not a whole lot explained about what makes him such a wanted man i mean i just assumed that you know he had done something similar to this in the united states and then he was you know kind of the feds were hot on his trail and he hightailed it to costa rica and decided well i'm gonna you know set up shop here yeah yeah but but there's not really an explanation of why he needs to pay bribes to the officials in that country 
Um, because well, like the one dude was like the the gaming commissioner or something, right? But they're not actually doing the gambling in that location. The gambling is all happening. Like there, yeah, there's no. I mean, it's it's all online. So I, yeah. maybe he's paying him so he could like stay there. I I don't know. That's what's it... dumb. That's what's dumb is like if, if his server rooms were in that country, sure they could they could <laughs> well, maybe raid they it. Were. No, that, yeah, but the, the film doesn't do anything to kind of explain well, that at all. I mean, they never really showed it per se, but there was like a. There was that one, like, room with all the, like, tech dudes on it. Like, the dude from Project X and that other dude were all, like, on computers in that one place. Yeah, yeah that, that that is true. He, he did have some sort of company establishment there, but it wasn't clear whether that was inside his house or if that was an actually a public, yeah. uh, a public-facing company site. Like, I don't think they were like, hey, everybody, come down to Gambling Corp and, like, hang out in our <laughs> facilities. Like, it was more of a... This is my private property that I happen to run my com- company out of, but no one necessarily knows that. I think that's what it was, but obviously the uh, local officials knew what yeah. it was, and he that's who he was paying off so he could like continue doing what he was doing. Yeah. But, I mean, on the whole, like there's not a whole lot that's explained. Like it's just very kind of surface, breezed over, um, this is what, and it, you know, it's probably cliche. It would probably be like super cliche, but I mean, it was already in the context of this movie. I just figured like it was gonna go that way because it was already super cliche. Yeah. And um, but there's the scene where Justin Timberlake, you know, uh, it's, it's seen in the trailer where you see him invi- Ben Affleck invites him onto his boat, and he's like, you know, telling him all this stuff, blah 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 blah. So then, like, he he brings up the idea of, or he brings up uh, the Runner Runner Flush in Texas Hold'em, where the movie gets its title. Yeah. So I figured, like, all right, he's telling him this whole story, and he's telling him about, you know, how it's, like, so rare to get a Runner Runner Flush in Texas Hold'em, that it's like, this movie has to end in, like, a big card game or something between him and, <laughs> between him and Affleck. And then, like, Timberlake is going to get a runner, runner flush or something. Like, he's going to have to be forced into a situation to play. It's going to be like Casino Royale or something. Well, he, he already know. had that scene in uh, in Time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess that's where that scene went. Um, but, I, yeah, I figured that, like, that was going to come back into play somehow in the at the end of the movie. And, like, it never does. Um and I felt like that would have been like a much more interesting uh, kind of climactic standoff than just what does happen in this movie, which is kind of like, oh, all right, it's over. Well, I mean, from from a character standpoint, I think the the climactic the climax of this film works for the characters themselves, like not necessarily as an awesome suspense thing, um, but it works like when the characters realize what's happening they do get a moment where they can be like hey look what i did kind of thing and and like i think yeah i think it like if you were either of those two characters that ending obviously works for you <laughs> uh, right but as an audience yeah it's not really that exciting as as a movie it's not exciting though yeah and i mean it could have worked if the rest of it was exciting but it's not so yeah yeah and and going back going back to uh uh the the comment about ben affleck not really being shown doing too much criminal activity uh during the course of the film if you don't count handing money to people who 
I guess you're getting them to look the other way for. Uh, and, and I'm sure I'm, I'm the only film podcaster in the world to have ever referenced the movie Antitrust this much. But uh, <laughs> but if you look at the film Antitrust, like it's clear that that Bill Gates figure is uh, like Tim Robbins character is bad guy. Like anybody who won't sign on with them, like they're sending people to their houses to uh, either brutally assault or kill or murder them or, yeah. or murder those those people who ref- refuse to join up in their company. Like that's clearly bad. If they can find proof of that actually happening, then like that's yeah. enough to send this guy away. It would be the equivalent uh, if in the movie Antitrust, uh, Tim Robbins kept sending hookers over to people's houses and trying to <laughs> ke- ke- blackmail them. Like, I mean, it, it's They're like, we need a USB to show that he did this. Yeah, we need a BS USB. <laughs> a BS USB. Um, it's the only way that's going to bring him down. So, like, so I don't, I don't know. There's something just weird. Like, it didn't do that great a job of communicating, like, how bad the guy. Obviously, he's an asshole. Yeah. And yeah. His, his interactions with, um, you know, our quote unquote hero character, uh, like we do see him being a bad character like his personal character is of that that of a terrible person but from a like legal standpoint it doesn't seem like he's doing anything that criminal um, i mean it it doesn't i yeah. mean he definitely didn't kill anybody at least that we didn't see i mean he threatens people but nobody died yeah yeah so I, it, but i mean that's like by the time we reach that point in the film like that's the first evidence we've seen of him doing any real criminal activity is like right of anything like oh shit like this guy is don't mess with him yeah so that's kind of weird and then also if you uh if you compare justin timberlake's character like he's supposed to be this awesome business guy you know going to whatever school it was and when he signs on he's he's like heading up all these deals and going from casino casino and making all these these partnerships and stuff but like you never see him being good at that job you just see him collecting money and like yeah, wearing you, suits you see him do it all in montage really yeah it would, it would be like if you watch the movie casino and like they never talked about how the casino works <laughs> or is run like the one of the best parts about that film is seeing like hearing yeah. the voiceover and getting all the deals and how the inner workings happen and like all that kind of information uh but when you see it in this film it's kind of like Okay, so he's really good at his job, but I haven't seen that. Okay, Ben yeah. Affleck is a really bad guy, but I haven't seen that. Um, all you're really left with is kind of nothing. <laughs> um, yeah. So, it, 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 like, in all the scenes where Anthony I Mackie mean, is, like, beating the shit out of him, and he's like, give me something I can stick to him. Right. It, it's like, it doesn't feel like he's trying to protect him. It feels like he's like, I, I really don't have anything on Ivan because I haven't seen him do anything. Yeah. Let me go. Stop beating the shit out of me. It's like the first movie where a guy's being interrogated, and he literally doesn't have the proof that the guy's trying to get out of him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Until later, he realizes that he does. Yeah. But, but, but he didn't even have it until that moment. Yeah, I know, yeah. So he's just getting beat up for nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is like the baby Einstein version of Casino. If even, really. Like, it's just so <laughs> minor. Like, yeah. it's it's such a minor entry into, like, this kind of thriller genre, you know. Uh, yeah, there was something else I was going to say where I just... Um, Oh, yeah, because we were talking about how, like, Ben Affleck really doesn't seem like a bad guy, you know, quote-unquote. Yeah. Uh, he just seems like a shady dude. Um, 
as opposed to Tim Robbins and Antitrust, who is yes, he is definitely uh, there's definitely some evidence on him that could put him away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that I was thinking like when you said like, oh, it's not like he's sending hookers over, and it's like that scene where Timberlake like basically pulls a of the firm on like that one guy, and it's just like, oh yeah, come to this boat, and he has like all these like you know escorts or whatever it's like what did that guy think was gonna happen like yeah, yeah it, it was sure. clearly it was clearly a setup for him to like you know have sex with all these girls and then they can blackmail him to get his players or whatever yeah 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 i just was like was that guy really that dumb like i don't know and I also guess so. also i don't know enough about like how businesses work and stuff like that but like having an email list on a usb keychain it seems like th- that doesn't make sense to me how those automatically translate to users of your site because just because yeah, you have the, just because you have the email address of somebody who uses a different gambling site like even if you email them and be like hey this is like we have a new website if they're logging in to a bookmark in their browser where they gamble their money away every single night chances are they're not going to automatically sign up for a separate site unless there's something that you're offering that the other site doesn't like but that's the thing is that like i assume that they were getting like those players they were essentially like buying that guy out yeah but here's here's the thing but they never show like as to how they do it like ben affleck just plugs in a BS USB into his laptop and then shows a little uploading, you know, uh, thing. And it's just, just like, all right, it's done. Like, we got it. But here's the thing. That guy they were approaching, all he was was one of the biggest affiliate guys. An affiliate isn't a person who actually is the company who's running that site. He's some guy who refers people to that site and then gets money for each of those users. So oh. even, even if he hands over his affiliate list... He, he doesn't have the power to, like, if he was the guy who owned that site, then, yeah, he could just flip the switch and now that site is owned by the other guy. But the problem is that he wasn't the guy who owns the company. He was just a dude who refers people there. So it would be like if, uh, you know, if you had Amazon affiliate links on your blog or whatever and you were linking people to buy a bunch of stuff if you gave everybody like if you first of all if you're amazon affiliate you wouldn't even have those people's email addresses they would just be you'd just be getting credit for them using your links but it'd be like if you just turned over your list like that guy doesn't own amazon suddenly he just has a list of people who you had referred which yeah doesn't equate to anything well maybe they sent out a really awesome email that says if you join midnight black or whatever you'll get a free 50 dollar gift card to Applebee's or something. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll send you a free hooker, okay? Yeah. I don't know. And another thing that was a little frustrating was uh, the the terrible use of voiceover in this film. Yeah, it wasn't uh, very well used. Like, I... I... I forgot that it opened with voiceover, but yeah. it, o- it opened with voiceover much in the same way that uh, Trance opened with, with voiceover, where it's just like, hey, this is the way the art world works. And in this case, it was like, this is the way the gambling right. world works. He was just explaining like the stuff in the beginning kind of as setup. Yeah, w- which is totally fine. But then like... But then he comes back. Yeah, like an hour into the film when they realize from focus groups that nobody knows why he's talking to El Capitan. They, <laughs> they like insert all this voiceover to like explain, hey, there's this guy that I just met and this is hopefully this works. I'm doing something here. This hey, will make remember s- me? It's yeah. your pal Justin. This will make sense 20 minutes voiceover. later. 
Yeah. Um, so like that was kind of frustrating, but yeah, it's, it's never good when they do that in movies where it starts off with voiceover and then completely disappears and shows up like an hour in. You're just like, Oh yeah. Yeah. What? Like what? Like I thought we were done with that. There's another, there's one movie that comes to mind or that doesn't come to mind because I can't think of it right now. <laughs> but I know there's one movie that did like it did the exact same thing, but worse. It was like, I, I, yeah, it was bad. It, it showed up like almost near the end of the movie. And I was like, oh, I completely forgot this had voiceover. Yeah, I, I don't know what that is. I yeah, uh, probably it'll probably come to me in the next review. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, all, all in all, like now that I've said all these like super negative things, there was some aspect of this film that I enjoyed. Like I enjoyed Justin Timberlake's character, even though the event, the things he was doing weren't like there was no proof that any of that made sense. Uh, ben Affleck's character was an interesting person, even though there was no like evidence during the course of the beginning of the film of why he was so bad. Um, and I like the setup for the film. Um so, I mean, it, this is one of those films where, like, as you said, you walk out and you're, like, searching your head for some sense of clarity as to what was the point of making that film. Uh, but watching it, I wasn't bored during it. Yeah. So, that's that's the one good thing. And I will say this, too. Watching the trailer, I the one thing I, I really thought was stupid uh, was the fact that like he loses this game and then he can just go look at all this information on the people who are like beating him. I was like, there's no way that makes sense at all. But to the film's credit, he is a rep for this company and theoretically he could go to the company itself and say, Hey, uh, what was up with this? And knowing a guy who works for them, he could probably pull some of that data up and look at it. Uh, plus he has all those like, friends who are all super computer savvy who could then take that data and verify that information for him so at least i thought they had a somewhat clever way for him like in the context of the trailer i was like that is completely unbelievable that's the equivalent to like an enemy of the state rotating the camera around and extrapolating from another <laughs> angle but the fact that he actually worked for the company that made it like feel better Tracking a guy inside, tracking Will Smith inside a building with yeah. a little building schematic coming up. He just jumped to 15. <laughs> hey, it looks cool. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. When John Voight's looking at it on his, you know, 1997 laptop. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, do you have any last comments on this film? Uh, no. All right, well. Needed more crocodiles, that's for sure. <laughs> more crocodiles. <laughs> Uh, well, I didn't even know the crocodiles were actually going to show up. That's weird. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so why don't you just give us your verdict then, Carson, if you're going to give this a must-see, a recommend with a caveat, a wait for rental, a pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? Uh, I'd give it a wait for rental. I think that this movie purely exists in that sort of, hey, I was flipping channels, and look what's on. It's that one movie with Ben Affleck and Justin Timberlake, and they're gambling yeah and then you watch it or you know if you got like a free code at Redbox and you want to check that movie out like i mean i think having you know this be having rented or having if you rented this movie i think that's where i think you'd be like totally content with watching it and, you know you just be like all right you know that was that and then move on like i don't think that it's worth seeing in the theater or anything. And, and you know, like, 
basically I I would just echo everything that you know you said and like we said before like it's not terrible there's there's a lot of worse movies out there I wasn't bored watching it but uh yeah it's just nothing that's very memorable yeah this is definitely a wave rental this is the you're watching something on Netflix and at the bottom it says other people who watch this also watch and then you watch runner runner because you're out of things to watch like that's right yeah that's basically the suggestion from another movie that you watched and for my suggestion if you would if you'd like to watch a show about a young guy who's into gambling who tries to strike it rich and gets involved with a company that may be doing some shading things i would say go watch boiler room because that is a much better version of this similar story and there's no travel involved. You know, it all takes place right. in a confined area. So, or, or watch Rounders, which was uh, a better gambling film, there you but go. written written by the same two guys. So yeah, you can you can see where these guys came from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, that is going to be our review of Runner Runner. Hope you enjoyed that, Carson. If people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? Uh, you can go to practicalcandy.wordpress.com. Cool. People can find me over at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get all the back episodes of the show. You can follow us on Twitter to figure out when these episodes go live at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning or like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at TheSpoilerWarning.com or call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Uh, music might be coming from a soundtrack to this film if that exists uh if not it'll come from something else <laughs> so yeah that is our review thank you guys all for listening thank you carson for joining me uh yes thank you for having me and now uh, if you excuse us we have to go hop into the uh whatchamacallit the soyuz and float off to do our review of gravity um so catch us over there later